0: Hello, good people. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. And there is finally light at the end of the tunnel, and it is not another train, meaning they are slowly lifting the band on this quarantine. I know here in Georgia, uh, last week, they opened, you know, a few of the um, I believe it was bowl and Alley, Salons, uh, a few of the restaurants this past Monday. Of course, there are still a little bit of limitations, but more and more states are, you know, lifting the ban to where they're opening restaurants and uh, 10, 20 maybe people can gather and get outside. And I'm just thankful and hopeful that everyone is following, you know, the ordinances and the laws and the regulations of this quarantine that we're in and it's definitely saved millions around the world from this COVID 19 sickness. And having said that, I know everyone is happy that the tide is changing and soon we'll all be able to, you know, get out of our homes and be amongst the population. And I just want to thank personally thank all the essential workers, the healthcare workers who are still working daily and doing their jobs, making sure that we had the items and the food and the healthcare and you know everything that we need. So that was that's been a true blessing. and I want to thank all of them and everyone. Just just have a sigh of relief and know that in a few weeks we we'll be out in this nice summer weather that's coming. And until that time, you know, enjoy your families and if you can't, you know, you have FaceTime and. You can just take it back to the olden days. Write people letters and send them out. Write longhand letters and take a break from, you know, your devices for a while and read a book, you know, not a Kindle, but actually hold a book and read it. And, you know, just be thankful that you're healthy and happy. And uh, definitely think of those and put positive vibes out in prayers for those who may be suffering during this time, physically or mentally, because this has been definitely something different that we're all dealing with now. But again, just be thankful and, for us musicians and artists and creatives, we're definitely coming up with new ways to entertain everyone and keep ourselves busy as well. And we want to thank you for listening to our podcast during this time. And we really our Fred's sisters and all the founders. We really appreciate that. And uh, speaking of Between Fred's podcast, we have an amazing show come for you today. Uh, we have a metal player, Stephanie Bradley, coming up and you won't want to miss it guys she's amazing and we'll see you in a minute with stephanie bradley and we are back we have a phenomenal guest for you today we have stephanie bradley she has so many youtube tutorials under jam play which are amazing she is an accomplished guitarist songwriter guitar teacher she also teaches piano she's known for her cybernetic shredding uh pitched harmonics, speed shredding tapping and just to tell you the caliber of guests that we have for you today she also teaches at the steve by academy and also has productions with hans zimmer y'all can you believe it we have stephanie bradley how are you today
1: i'm good thank you
0: awesome thank you so much for joining us how are you doing during these crazy times we're in right now
1: you know i'm good um, i actually don't mind being home which is probably not the best thing to say but my husband and i run a digital media company out of our house we film all of our guitar videos out of our house i work out out of the house uh we love each other so that's good you know it's fine to be together with our dog but um i do miss my family and friends and of course um uh, you know being out there and being able to see everybody's better but just doing our part to make sure that we can be as safe as possible and be as safe towards everyone else as possible.
0: That is great. So right now, this is a musician's dream for you to work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I get a lot done, which, you know, you feel weird about, (laughs) but, you know, just trying to be thankful, to be healthy and um, keep being productive
0: exactly exactly i totally understand
1: so i hear your dog in the back so tell
0: me oh no can you hear her no it's (laughs) fine it's fine
1: (laughs) she's more metal than me that's (laughs) uh that's some sounds coming out of her but she she's actually kind of popular herself because my husband was in a band for years and years and years he founded the band i wrestled a bear once toured all over the world and took her so she's on album covers and shirt covers and She actually sounds really scary right now, but she's like a little tiny cute dog. She's a -a peek-a-poo, so she's a Pekingese toy poodle. (laughs) You gotta give her name now, gotta shout her out. Uh, She's Mildred. (laughs) (laughs) The name does not fit the bark back there. (laughs) She sounds so angry. She's really cute and lovely, but she's very protective of us, so... If you saw her, you'd be like, seriously, that is what, she's kind of like me, like I play like mean heavy guitar, but I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) She's kind of like that.
0: (laughs) Well, everyone, welcome Mildred to Between Threads as well. Let's welcome her (laughs) to the show.
1: Mildred Bradley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it, I love it. So um, we're gonna, join. when you say your husband plays, is in the beginning, did your family, anyone of your family play music as
1: well? Um, you know, everybody always assumes my family's super musical and they're, uh, I guess, in a, a little bit, not as much as you'd think. My dad, you know, I think really had a huge impact on me because he wasn't really a guitar player, but he sang all the time and he always sang blues songs. And I just grew up hearing him sing all the time. His um, His uncle was a really proficient violinist. But um, other than that, just my uncle played a little bit of guitar. My dad sang all the time, but my dad's singing kind of led to me singing, which kind of led to me writing lyrics and poetry. And then everything kind of went away for me though, once I found the guitar. Like my dad had a beginner guitar and just said, well, why don't you learn a couple chords to go with singing? And I thought, Oh no, I would never want to do that. And then I picked up the guitar and literally quit everything. So it was kind of funny. I don't think he thought it would go this like metal route, but (laughs) thanks, Dad.
0: (laughs) When did that start? Around what age was that?
1: um I didn't really start playing till I was a freshman in high school, so like 14, 15. But it was kind of funny because, you know, my brother played soccer and I thought it was all about soccer. kind of serious soccer player was like the captain of my club team and uh, I thought I was so into it and then when my brother graduated and left the house it was kind of his passion that was contagious to me and then it was kind of like well what's my passion and at that same time I was writing and my dad you know encouraged the guitar and I literally quit everything and I ended up getting endorsed like six months later and I was into like all this shred stuff it went from like I you know normal kid likes pop punk stuff to like all of a sudden, my dad's singing and all the blues stuff. I got super into that and then classic rock with Cream and Hendrix and Band of Gypsies. Um, you know, I loved all the Eric Clapton, anything Eric Clapton, anything Jimmy Page, anything Jimmy Hendrix. And then all the kids in my school were super into metal. And the guitar class I took at school, it was all these metal kids. And I kind of drowned out the singing and I just loved how complex and hard the guitar was. And just, I don't know, I just love the sound of these dark notes and it just sounds so epic and cool to me. And just the challenge of, you know, speed picking, sweeping, tapping, it was just all so interesting to me. And then I just kind of fell down this, I don't know, rabbit hole of, you know, Shred guitar and, and Shred guitar is where I really found what I really loved, instrumental and metal music. So I liked Paul Gilbert and Jason Becker and Steve Vai and, you know, everybody. Wow, that was a really fast track. Six months to <laughs> indoors too. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, this is what I want to do. <laughs> so thankful for that. I don't think my dad knew that that was what was going to happen, but maybe, you know, he definitely encouraged me and was super into it. But he was also used to watching us at sports games. So then when I was playing all these guitar conventions and the name shows and and all these anything, he would film me, but he would scream like you would at a sports game. So it was so embarrassing because he'd give me the footage and he'd be like, "Go Steffi!" <laughs> but it's you know guitar videos. you can't post it anywhere because no one can hear you play. <laughs> so oh wow. it's Pretty funny.
0: <laughs> so you went from a blue shuffle to Zach Wild in six months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kinda. I mean, it's so and you know those aren't as different as you think, but the fine details that change them dramatically, but. You know, I guess we're all inspired by everything. I think a lot of those metal players are inspired by a lot of blues, blues players as well.
0: During the six months, I mean, did you just drop... You say you dropped everything. How much time were you actually putting into it? Did it more come, did it come naturally to you?
1: Um, I think certain things came more natural than others. I think probably the same case for everybody. One weird thing I think about me is that speed picking came pretty naturally to me. Oh, so no. speed picking is a weird thing because... You know, I forget what guitar player is saying this, but they're saying we all kind of have these licks that we can play when we're rusty and without as much effort as other things. And that is what speed picking is for me. I definitely put a lot of time into it. I'm not going to act like I didn't. I really like, you know, when I went to school for this and everything later on, I had my little book out, my egg timer, my (laughs) metronome, and I was a super nerd. And I'm not going to pretend I wasn't. But um, You know, I wasn't a super nerd as long as you would think. I was very detailed about it. And I still practice a lot and practiced a lot. But um, speed picking was one that was more natural for me than others. But during that six months, I would say I just fell in love with everything. And at that point, everything was new, you know, and exciting. But I did have to later on. When I had better and better teachers, go kind of back to the beginning of the book instead of flipping to the end, you know. <laughs> because when you're like a kid and you're playing sloppy, it's like, oh my gosh, look at that kid. And then when you're an adult, it's like, uh, why is that adult playing sloppy? <laughs> yeah, it's not cute so, anymore. I was like no, <laughs> yeah, not cute. <laughs> so I had to redo
0: that. I mean, for six months to go from, hey, my dad wants me to play guitar until I'm at NAMM shows, <laughs> I would I would say you were. You were kind of meant to play guitar. (laughs) Six months, you know, I remember my six months, I was still trying to learn how to play the F chord. Like, oh my gosh,
1: I'm never going to learn to play. (laughs) The F chord is annoying, though, I will say. (laughs) Not for many years, and most people don't like the F chord. But I think, you know, I just was, it was my true passion. You know, when you're passionate about something and you're putting in a ton of hours, it doesn't feel like work anymore, you know, and some of the things that you're doing. And it's, you know, the same for any craft. Like there are people that love art, that love painting, that love all these things that I would not have the patience to get, you know, super great at. Um, I'm okay at art, but you know, like math (laughs) or things like that. (laughs) But you know, you have to, when you really love something, I think it doesn't feel as much like work. There's still days where it feels like work and there's still techniques or, you know, parts of the career and the path that feel like work, but I think, you know, the joy outweighs, outweighs that. For sure.
0: I would definitely agree with that. And correct me if I'm wrong, did you take guitar lessons from Paul Gilbert?
1: I got to take a few. I always feel weird because I don't want people to be like, oh, she studied with him for a million years. I didn't get to do that, but (laughs) I did, you know, I went to Musicians Institute and part of the benefit of that was that you got a lesson with Paul and I was a huge Paul fan. I just like that he's so nice. His attitude is so great and he's phenomenal. Like, you know, to me, I think that's really important the attitude of somebody. Um, And so I always found that really inspiring and I got to take one lesson with him. Everyone was supposed to get to take one. And this probably isn't that cool that I did this, so I'm sorry, Musicians Institute, but I paid some kid $20 to take their lesson too. <laughs> so hey, I got to take two.
0: <laughs> that, that was a smart move, but congratulations, yes. And I, I other students would think, oh my gosh, wish I would've thought of that.
1: <laughs> well, some kids were like, I don't know, what's he gonna teach me? And I was like, I don't know, anything? Like, what is wrong with you? And, um, you know, I try to learn from everybody and especially someone that I like their playing a lot and I'm interested in. So that was really cool. And later down the line, I got to study multiple lessons, like many lessons with Bruce Boyer, who's the other guitar player in Racer X. So that was really cool. And Chris Broderick from Megadeth. So I've gotten really lucky and had some really tremendous teachers.
0: That's great. And it's always great to meet your idols and they're actually good people
1: yeah I think yeah yeah I will say that for sure you know and sometimes you meet people that totally it just shocks you like um you know the digital media company that my husband and I do we work with Steve Vai and we've worked with Andy Timmons and we've worked with a bunch of really really great guitar players and both of those guys are just phenomenal people just amazing the name of your company, you might as well, might as well mention that as
0: well, is it 9-9, nine, nine, like 9 slash 9, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, it's 9 slash 9, which is actually our wedding date. <laughs> so we thought it's cooler than it being like Bradley and Bradley because it sounds like we're <laughs> <laughs> lawyers or something and we didn't know what to name it, you know. And um, it just kind of, my husband, I had wanted this like logo of our wedding date in our house because we moved to Nashville and we were decorating our house. And he's really good at Photoshop, video editing, music, everything. And um, he put together this really cool logo. And then we just thought, well, that's a pretty cool name. You know, let's just use that for our company.
0: Yes. Okay, that's perfect. And there's no excuse to forget your anniversary.
1: Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that singing from your dad as well, um, and you write poetry and you do all that. Do you still songwrite and sing or is that something that you've left by the wayside as well?
1: I still songwrite and sing. Um, I don't write poetry anymore. Okay. (laughs) That was very angsty. (laughs) I I mean, I wish I was really good at poetry, but I think I was more like, I don't know, kind of finding my way to do writing creatively towards music. So I'd say I do write lyrics. Um, I do still sing. I'm trying to get back into singing again. I kind of go in and out of it. I've taught vocals before. I'm not really a piano player. I have taught piano, but really beginning piano. Um, just because I have taught guitar for so long. And a lot of times when you teach guitar in a school and they think you're good at it or good with children, they do try and have you take that knowledge and apply it to other instruments in the earlier phases. So I would not say I'm not a piano player, but I can teach basic piano theory and I I like kids. So that helps. (laughs) And you know, I think in my teaching career, I learned to try to make things fun for people, and to always remove yourself from that. But um, I don't, I don't do singing as much as I used to. But I want to kind of bring that back because, you know, I kind of got, because I am a female guitar player, I would always get the girls' students, and at that time, um, it was a lot of girls that liked Taylor Swift and things like that, which was totally opposite of what I was doing. But it was cool because it kind of got me to appreciate stuff that I wasn't as into. And then, um, kind of write more all over the place. I ended up writing the song my husband and I had our first dance to, and the song my dad and I had our first dance to. So I sang and played guitar on those. You are full of sentimental moments. I love it. <laughs> I'm mushy, <laughs> I'm metal but mushy.
0: <laughs> I love. So now that you teach, you say genres that you may not be interested to interested in. I should say. Um, Do you find that your tastes have changed over the years or is it still metal, metal, metal all the time?
1: No, I think it totally changed my taste. I think when I was younger, I was more like, oh, it's not cool to not do, you know, (laughs) that has to be like cool and metal (laughs) or something. And then I started to realize like, everything's pretty cool, you know, and I listen and like everything. I mean, sometimes you just don't wanna listen to metal or something, or sometimes I'm so invested in it or playing it that I don't wanna listen to something you know that i want to make sure that i'm writing stuff that i'm creating and i can get better inspiration off something that's totally different
0: see this is so interesting to me because i'm a jazz player so to look you up and study your tutorials and see how technical because someone coming from jazz and r b that i usually play in gospel to see yeah. a jazz play i mean to see a metal player it's kind of difficult to understand until i watch your videos and watch you break them down I'm like oh my god it's like It's different, but it's really not different. It's just sped up.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so cool because I would be like, "Uh, Jazz, anybody help me? (laughs) You know, which I think it is funny. I think a lot of these, a lot of genres are similar, but they also, you know, have really big differences. The way that we maybe have vibrato or a really obvious one is our tone or stuff like that. You know, so I think there are, there are obviously huge things that make us different, but I think... Yeah, That's really cool that it made you go, oh, this is like, this is just sped up jazz. I know,
0: really, it's interesting because your dexterity is just off the charts. I, I watched like your video for 10 minutes and I was trying to, my hands were hurting. i like, I don't know how she does that. <laughs> I'm going to just stick to my little chords.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but see, I'd probably be like, oh my gosh, these jazz chords are in me. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. Like, you really opened my eyes to different, different, I, I, I'm serious. I watched your videos all day um for maybe two or three hours this past week just in awe oh my god so you, you're I mean you're amazing I love it if, I'm telling you if you can have me sit missing the to metal hey you can do anything you can do anything <laughs> I love it I love it
1: hey now we just gotta put those jazz vocals on top. No,
0: <laughs> let's make it a new job.
1: let's make it happen um <laughs> yeah so
0: I'm interested you say what what made your ear tuned to metal though was there a particular song particular artist that said oh my god this is it
1: you know, I think at first it was more the Shredders that I was like, oh, this is so cool. But really, the first band that I really fell in love with, well, I guess the first two bands I really fell in love with, with uh, three bands would <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> Metallica, Children of Bodom and Megadeth. I just like thought it was so cool. And then, you know, I was such a guitar nerd reading all the guitar worlds and you'd have all these ads with people like Dave Mustaine who just say, use these strings because I said so, which is so different than my personality. And I was like, oh, he's cool (laughs) you know and metallica for me when i listen to them i just i mean you know i know people say different things about them but to me i just think they're so great and they're so musical and for a band that writes so many songs in the same key and they're all so different and i learned a lot about layering from them you know because they'll play the same riff forever but it's still interesting because all of a sudden now the drums come in and then all of a sudden the bass comes in or vice versa and then all of a sudden a chunkier guitar or they just they do all these little changes to me that really helped me learn how to fill out a song and then Children of Bodom had you know crazy keyboards and stuff and to me that really had this almost orchestral side to it and or not orchestral but soundtrack you know and some of the stuff I've been writing more lately you know I like to try to have a really interesting guitar riff and then bring in something that's some kind of weird sound that's not guitar that's kind of haunting sounding but also catchy and i guess i'm not a super angry person and i'm not super i mean i guess i'm tough in my own way but i would say i'm not not approachable but to me i guess i get all of that side out in music and I just always liked the minor scales better. <laughs> and I just think, I don't know, there's just something so cool about them. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate listening to other people play different things, but that's just what I'm personally drawn to. So I guess Children of Bodom really took me down more, the weirder and more modern metal styles. Um, but I really loved Metallica and Megadeth, too, and Pantera and everything like that.
0: I'm writing all these down. I've never listened to any of these people. So I'm writing all I'm writing all this down. All of this down.
1: Well, let's see. I would say, you know, Metallica is a safe bet because they're just kind of like, I think everybody really likes them, even when they say they don't. Because <laughs> they're like the metal band that's on pop radio, even, you know. But uh, I just think they're really great. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So being a metal player, being so uh, young, not in age, as well as in actually playing and going to NAMM, did you find there were many, you see a lot of them now on social media, but at that time, did you find a lot of other females playing metal or were you like the odd woman out?
1: You know, at at that time, not so many. I mean, there were still a few of us, and we're still all going strong today. So that's really cool. But now, more than ever, you see so many people. And I think, you know, it's really become more of a like sisterhood, even. Like we're all friends and we all talk more. And I think even when I went to MI, there are about 200 students total, maybe six girls. And that's really not a lot in the mix, you know, and that's being pretty generous. So I definitely felt like the odd one out there, you know, Um, but at the same time, I didn't because I've only ever been me, you know, and I, you know, I think we always, I'm sure you too, we all get asked this so much. Like, I mean, of course you too. I just mean like every girl, (laughs) we always get asked, you know, what's it like and this and that, but it's like. You don't know anything else. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I just, for me personally, I always tried not to care or make it a thing. Cause it, sometimes it does have this really negative aspect where two girls are being compared only because they're girls, but our guitar voices are so different and people want you to be against each other, but you're really friends in real life or something like that, you know, but I love seeing how it is now because there's so many of us and everybody really has a different voice. And it's been so comforting and cool because then you have, I don't know, it's always nice to have your girlfriends too. And it's really cool to have them in the same field as you. You know, I'm really close with Gretchen Men, and Yvette Young, and uh, the three of us are really close as a unit and on our own, which is really fun. So, and we're all so different. We were talking about the other day, like we totally do different stuff, but it's just comforting to have them. And um, I just love them so much as people and as artists that it's just been such a great, positive thing.
0: Yes, we definitely want to thank uh, Gretchen because she's the one who introduced you to us. And we, you and know, she's the one the reason you're on the show. We're so grateful to her because, like I said, I'm stuck on your videos. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Gretchen. Gretchen, both of them, honestly, uh, it's just really cool. We're always looking out for each other. And I feel like we always kind of connect each other with other things because we just genuinely really like each other. And it's nice to feel like you have a little family in this big world of music, you know. And social media
0: is great in that way because um, you and many other examples is introducing people to different genres of music that they would never really listen to. And it's like, oh yeah. my goodness, I've been missing out on this because of, quote unquote, this is not my type of music. You know what I mean? You have to be willing to listen to everything. So oh,
1: yeah, I think it's really cool. And how it's just social media has been such a cool thing. Cause like for me, I don't even travel as much anymore. You know, I run a company. I do a lot of video work. I do video demos. I do video lessons. I do video classes. And um, I mean, it's amazing. And especially now in this such this just weird crazy time I don't even know what you would call it (laughs) it's just insane it's cool that if this had happened at another point in time so many artists would not have an outlet or a way to connect and so it's it's really cool that that's been I mean it is sad we do not have human interaction you can't take away that but it's cool that we found these loopholes that help right now and you know that we're so accessible for sure
0: Sure. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier that the song that you danced to at your wedding. Is yeah. That a song that you playing or releasing? Are you working on any solo music?
1: You know, I we always talk about releasing that one. I think we'll probably have to, you know, when you're planning a wedding, everything is crazy, and so I'd want to re-record it and do more production. I think so. I would like to do that, but right now, kind of with everything that's going on in the world, I'm kind of getting, you know to figure out my balance and how much I can handle work and guitar and make everything still really good. So I am wanting to use this time to release more solo music because I've done so many of these videos. It's kind of weird how everything in life kind of intertwines. Like everything in my life has pretty much come from guitar to meeting my husband, to uh, my jobs, my work, what I do every day, you know? And um, which is really cool because I never knew guitar could take you on these different paths I always thought there was only one way you know you just play a bunch of shows and release stuff and that's it but now we can do video courses all these different things so I'm trying to get my video courses and stuff more consistent on my own channels because I've done a lot for other channels and um release some of the things that I've written because within doing all these demos for ESP and um other companies I write the songs that I put on them so they're original they're not covers, and I end up really falling in love with these riffs, but I have to crank them out so fast, um, you know, for my timeline or what I'm specifically doing that sometimes I'm just on to the next thing. So I really want to go back and release the songs that I've written and kind of fine tune them and pick out the ones that are more really true to my sound because some of them it depends on the guitar or the whatever I'm using that I'm inspired by. But yes, I guess <laughs> to make a long answer
0: short, yes, I love it. <laughs> Uh, are you and your husband going to collab on music as well
1: yeah we do all the time which is really cool i mean steven not just because he's my husband is like next level crazy talented and i am so thankful uh you know for that but obviously for everything that he is but one thing that is just so cool about him and that always has blown me away is even when i worked at hans's and i guess i don't want it to sound like more than it was when i worked there either or different than it was but i worked. Uh, I learned a lot about myself there. I worked really, really hard. I went from teaching, I was teaching like a full schedule of kids, had a waiting list where I was working. And I just kind of wanted to do more than that because I was getting a little drained teaching even though I really love it. Um, But I was teaching so much and almost every day of the week, full schedule, you know, and um, leaves you little time for yourself and sometimes teaching, you're giving a lot more, you're more like a psychiatrist, (laughs) which I also like, but you know, it does wear you out. Uh, so, so balance again, <laughs> big word, um, you know, I really, I decided to just intern there just because I loved. I went and visited there, I got connected by somebody from DreamWorks that I knew that thought I would do really well there and connected me with them and they were full at the time and I just fell in love with the atmosphere and I just volunteered my time and on top of my crazy schedule, I started interning there and I was like the weirdest, happiest intern because I just thought it was so cool. And I ended up getting hired really quickly, which was not really common there. So I, I interned, did it, you know, for free, then uh, got hired. And then I was kind of on the team as you work for the whole studio. And then two weeks later, I got put onto the guitar team for the television side of music. And that's where I learned a lot because I started organizing printing stems for television shows like Shark Tank and all these things and learning a whole nother path of music you know and learning how they create music for television and that you're composing to a mood and you're not even watching picture and you're layering synths and you're layering all these different things and um, it's just really cool i started to learn a lot more about production and i think the full circle moment for me was i was doing that and then i met my husband and you really have to love what you're doing to be a composer. And I was doing composing and teaching and all these things. And I didn't want to lose my guitar playing in composing, if that makes sense, because that's really where my love for music was, was guitar-oriented music. And then me and my husband, I didn't really want to be at the studio as much as I was anymore, because I loved being with him so much. And um, we both had these crazy schedules. He was touring and everything. And um, he is like, crazy I would go with all these people at Hans Zimmer's studio and me and Steven would be at home writing our own tracks for stuff and he would finish these tracks in like five minutes and I was like oh, oh my gosh. gosh and he was like a hundred percent and they were great and he was like a hundred percent self-taught but it was from all of his years of production with his own stuff and just interest in recording and then we just kind of merged and started doing our own stuff so we do a lot of he writes all the time and has a million great things that I hope he releases during this quarantine as well. But um, you know, we're also pretty busy with our company. But we do um, we work with Fractal Audio and a couple other music company, like you know, gear companies or music companies, and uh, we do videos too, where we'll do holiday videos and uh, different things like that. Metal spin on it, and Stephen does all the background and he puts all the you know anything that's layered on to it if it's violins or anything like that he's you know producing it and composing it and that's and he just cranks these things out it's just absolutely crazy but um his production skills are just off the charts i'm not sure what the question was about him but he's awesome
0: hey <laughs> I, I i dig it i dig it um <laughs> that seems like you have like a house of music do you ever get burnt out with music or they're just like you know get 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 your mind going what you know what i'm saying I don't, I don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> Does that like
1: you thinking <laughs> I, to... I think i know yeah. what you're saying Does do that... we all get burned yeah. out do you want to yeah. do more music you know i think i burn myself out with how much i want to do mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes you know sometimes i think everybody needs to be honest about it sometimes you don't feel great and you don't want to play and i think sometimes we're i mean all the time we're our hardest critic because we hear ourselves all the time, you know, and especially when you start to do videos and stuff like it's cool You like those videos that makes me feel really good because I know I've Edited them and been like, oh my gosh. I'm so tired of seeing my face oh, they are great. <laughs> or like, oh gosh, or you know, you're like, oh my gosh that no that vibrato or this or that and I think there's a fine line between You just got to make sure you're still having fun and enjoying it So I definitely get burned out sometimes but also Get burned out in the whole other way where i'm like well i'm gonna be doing this and i want to do another master class and so i need to film this many lessons for that or i just got this call from this company and i should definitely do that or i'm gonna do this review and write this album and you know i definitely make myself crazy so i think balance is really good and trying to pick one goal and make it really clear like i've tried to get a lot better about using my time wisely you know if i'm gonna make a video i should really plan it out because i've definitely been guilty of well, I can just get this done, you know, and I'll, it will be not as structured as I want it to, or, you know, trying to work smart. And I do that with practice too, like really making sure that you're practicing smart and just not making yourself busy. What does practice smart mean to you? To me, it means not just relentlessly going crazy, but maybe if there's a large piece of music and you're really struggling with a small piece, like a small part of it, I'll just isolate it so isolating difficult spots and then giving those some love and attention instead of you know repeating what you're already good at so if it's even just on a really simple way if it's a little tiny lick and it's just string skipping or skipping from one string to the next and that transition is just buzzing non-stop putting a little bit more focus on that because sometimes focusing just a few minutes you're like oh now i totally see what i was doing wrong instead of just relentlessly going crazy because I had a really huge wrist injury where I was told I'd never play fast again and I had tendonitis and it was just this awful experience but I actually came back faster and with better technique because I had to relearn to have better technique and play without pain instead of just hammering away at stuff so I guess that's what I mean by trying to play practice smart at least to me what I think is smart or smart for me so when
0: you say break it down, do you, you don't do the long three, four hours. Do you break it up in 30-minute increments or 45-minute increments? And do you start at a lower BPM? I mean...
1: It depends on what I'm doing. If I was going to break something down, I would say definitely lower the BPM and then take the section of the lick. So say you're playing three notes on one string and then you play one note on the next and it was buzzing in between to focus on, well, why is it buzzing? You know, or making sure your hands are in sync with one another when you're speed picking and definitely i would say slowing it down looking at the little details making sure your arm is relaxed things like that or even like your thumb placement and stuff like that some of these little tiny things make a huge difference
0: yes they do yes they do and um you have a new fan in me because i'm a (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I'm at tapping to my jazz lids. Um so
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be so cool and okay take it one step further than that too my favorite thing to do with tabs is tap it and then slide it and it, it's like I don't know why it's so cool because it's not as hard as it looks or sounds but it is cool and if you brought that into jazz I think people would just be like <laughs> <laughs>
0: for sure so now that you have the production company, you're working on all this. You know you had Mildred helping you out in the background. Um, <laughs> what do you? <laughs> <Guess how comes. laughs> what do you do in your downtime that does not involve music, or does everything involve music?
1: Oh, I mean, a lot of our life does involve music, but I would say in my downtime, uh, I really love my family. Family and friends are really important to me. Um, I mean, in this time, can't really, can't really do that as much. But you know, we FaceTime our family and everything. Um, Steve and I like one thing we've been doing that's been it's going to sound so lame and stuff, but I think it's been really helpful for just your mental state and everything in this time is we walk Mildred for a mile. And it's not even that long, but it's just so nice to get out of the house and not look at a screen or a computer or anything. And then I've just been trying to focus on being healthy, so working out and um you know being good that way but we like to play games or hang out with our friends or go out but you know not during this time
0: (laughs) for sure now you mentioned fractal which is an amazing amazing company
1: um are there any
0: other endorsements that you have before we get to your endorsements could you do like a a rig rundown
1: yeah my rig's pretty simple because most of my stuff is at home and it actually involves yes. Fractal. So. <laughs> Yay! I um, And actually, both these endorsements are pretty funny. I mean, I, I do have probably more endorsements than I'm thinking of, but my main endorsements and the companies that I'm really, really tight with are ESP Guitars and Fractal. Um, and ESP is so funny because ESP, my rep at ESP actually introduced me to Steven. So it's like... What is the company gonna give me? Oh, <laughs> That's better than they give me my. I'm husband. telling you, your
0: life is like <laughs> so, awesome. It's like step, 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 step. It's like all lined up. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, I, life is. I think everybody's life is just absolutely mm-hmm. crazy, and I think, you know, I mean, I definitely have days where I'm not happy sure, yeah. days and everything. But uh, you know, I think I've just tried to learn a lot from everything and. Appreciate everything and I don't know, do the best I can that way. But it is funny how intertwined things are. Like, so Serendipity. I mean, where the <laughs> heck would I be without guitar? <laughs> like, it's just absolutely crazy, you know? And I think that that is really just following your passion. And I was really lucky that my parents were so supportive of this because I mean, I look back and I think, oh my gosh, my poor parents at that time, like, when everyone's going to college and I'm wanting to go to guitar school and my brother was a stand-up comedian at the time. And I'm into death metal. Like I can't, can you imagine (laughs) my poor parents were probably like, uh, what do we do to these kids? But you know, they were always so cool and supportive about it and knew how much I loved guitar and put so much trust in me that I would always find a way to make it work. And I mean, I'm really thankful for that. So I'm really, really lucky that way. But, um, I pretty much just use my ESP guitars and Fractal. So I use Axe FX, I started with Axe FX 2, now I'm using Axe FX 3, and we just, not just, but we got an FM3, the new Fractal product, recently, and I used it in a video I did for Guitar World, and it was the only thing I used, and we recorded you know, the backing track with it, and then we recorded, actually I think we recorded the backing track with um, Axe FX 3, so just the riff that I solo over, and then we recorded all the guitars live for that video with FM3. And the FM3 is just incredible. It's awesome. It's like a Fractal. It's like the Naxx effects, but at your feet. And it's just small and portable and really easy to use. And it just sounds great. So um, I'm a really big Fractal person. And it's funny because before we started working with them, which was a dream come true because I just love Fractal. And it's, I don't know, it's really, it's really cool to work with things that you really, truly believe in because I would be the biggest Fractal fan regardless. And so to get to do videos and stuff for them is really fun for me and it's fun for Steven too. Uh, but we both used Fractal before we met each other. So it's kind of funny because we we just truly like them. <laughs> and then ESP, you know, I met Steven through my rep. So I feel really lucky about those two companies. Really big fans. <laughs>
0: That is great. So and that's, that's really a good thing too, because first it's good on your back when you're toting everything. So you don't have a whole bunch of things to carry when you're gigging and, you know, going from yeah. here to there. Um, so it's pretty much fractal and ESP. So, all your videos. That's what you use to get that tone
1: and sound that you have. Yeah. And a lot of them, I'd hate to say, I mean, Stephen taught me a lot more about editing my tones and fractal and stuff. You know, when we first met getting better at that but for a long time it was direct interfractal and i love the fas metal tones that they have um i don't know if they pronounce it fos or fas, mm-hmm. FAS. <laughs> but i do like those <laughs> and um a lot of it is just that and i mean i guess you know it's also the way you sound with these tones and your fingers and i've spent a lot of time working on that because i mean i liked all the guitar flares that were really about vibrato and about, I don't know, one of my teachers just always was kind of crazy about that with me. <laughs> He's like, you're a girl and people are going say hey, if you don't bend well that you're weak I was like oh my gosh I think this is a super sexist conversation but I also I guess you're looking out for me and he was like you better have good vibrato and I was like uh I don't re- know if I like or condone this conversation but I do think I should have good vibrato and but I also think boys should too. yes everyone I think it's all around yeah and I was like I, I whatever you know I guess you're looking out for me so if it makes me a better guitar player Cool. That is not gender specific. But, um, Everyone have great technique. In general. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, you play guitar with arms. We all have that. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I just do not get it. But, uh, you know, it's been, I think, just putting an emphasis on your tone and feel in your hands. But also, I just think the fractals just sound great. And I think, that being said, you do have to work on yourself, though, because I have been thrown in situations where I've had to play really crappy amps or I mean that's not really nice I guess to those amps but you know just tones that aren't flattering and so being able to control an unflattering tone is really important to you because you can get pretty spoiled when you have these good ones yes and that's not a
0: bad thing to say. some amps are crappy we don't have to say names but some are
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're out there (laughs) yes
0: they they walk among us um are there any (laughs) is there a specific string or size that you use or you just grab whatever's handy
1: I use Diodario. I love Deodario. Um, I just use the basic XLs and I use 10s. And if I drop a step, um, then I drop my string, or I go up a gauge in strings, if that makes sense. Yeah, Sorry, I said that kind of weird. So if I drop, then I go to 11s. And if I drop another step, then I would go to 12s. So it always feels like 10s. Um, I've been using 10s pretty much, so I'm just dropping half a step lately. I have Floyds and all my guitars, and then whenever I do teaching stuff, they want you in standard. So it's kind of hard but I do like writing heavy, so it's a struggle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this has been so interesting. I'm telling you, not not to blow smoke, no. but you definitely have a new fan. Oh, thank you so much. For sure. Is there any um, anything that you would tell new up-and-coming artists about the music business, production, or just how to stay focused and positive in this business?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, I think... Being friendly is really great. Always be nice to everybody. Always, you know, try to learn from everything and don't take things too personally. I would say try not to read comments or listen to comments because they're everybody gets good and bad ones. And even some of the most epic, famous people, teachers I've had, or I guess a, <laughs> that's a weird way to say it. <laughs> I would guess I would say, you know, even the teachers I've had, where I'm like nobody could ever say anything bad about you they would say don't read comments because you're either gonna have a big head or you're gonna feel really crappy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so it's like okay and just be true to yourself and know that there's a lot of paths to have a career in music and if you don't see one that looks right to you you can make one you know I never thought that we would be doing all that we're doing because you know I was slaving away in the studio and teaching non-stop and It's not that I didn't enjoy those things, but it was wearing me out. And for us to now get to kind of take what we were doing and do it to our own social channels and do it for other people, like, I never thought I'd be working with Steve Vai. I mean, we would work with anybody from Billy Ray Cyrus to Steve Vai. It's like so random. And then companies we truly love. And at the same time, you know, it's not random because it's all these different ways of everything that we've done before coming together. So I would say learn how to do everything yourself. If you don't know something, Google it. I mean, the amount of times we've had to learn things that aren't musical for our music career, I can't even tell you. You know, Stephen knows how to run light shows. <laughs> we do video editing, audio editing, production, writing. It's just any way you can and any way that feels good and kind of follow the path that your passion takes you. So I would say try new things and stick into your guns.
0: That is great advice and that just shows how serendipitous your life has been. If you have a passion and you focus on that, it will work its way out. And you may meet a husband or a wife, you never know. It may.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I think? When I met Steven, I remember like, I was just kind of like, what would I do if it was just me for the rest of my life? And I was so true to myself and all I was doing was music. I was drowning myself in what I love, you know? And I wasn't worried about anybody else or what anybody else thought. And I was writing all the time, playing all the time, teaching all the time, just having I still had fun with my friends and everything. And I think when you are your best self, you attract the best thing. For sure. And I think we have to learn that in all different levels of life because, you know, you're so lucky when you meet your person. And that is just, you know, it can happen at any age, any time. And it's worth waiting for the right person, even... If you are like 80, (laughs) I think it's so much better to spend your life with the person that is right for you and being true to yourself. So I think being true to yourself attracts all of these things. And um, that being said, that would happen with what you're going to do musically, with the friends that you keep, everything. Definitely. You need to write
0: poetry again because that was very poetic. I love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was (laughs) so
0: So tell the people where they can find you, reach you, find your music, production company, everything.
1: Yes, um, my production company is www.9slash9.com It's the number 9, the word slash, and the number 9. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook (laughs) Facebook (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter at Shredini. So it's the word shred and then A-N-I-E. So it's like Stephanie. And then YouTube, just YouTube.com slash Stephanie Bradley.
0: So we want to thank you for being with us, Stephanie. Everyone, thank Stephanie for coming. She was a great guest. Everyone have a great day, great night, great week, great month, rest of the year. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time on Between Frets. This is Nicole Rose. Later. Riff Girl, what's our riff today? Let's give a little something what you're about to play, hey
1: If you want to learn more about this lick, hit
0: us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters, or email us at Fret Sisters Music at Gmail Peace and love.